Here we are now with another episode of the Andrew Lake Podcast. And this episode is episode number two in our series, Learning to Breathe. And in this episode, I'd like to talk about Anapana, which is a component of Vipassana meditation, and also Pranayana, or Pranayanapan, however it's pronounced. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce it, but the spelling will be in the title. So if you do a Vipassana course and you learn this Buddhist meditation technique, and you do this 10-day process, the first component is anapana, or the first thing they put you through is anapana, and they give this to you for three days. The first three days of your 10-day course is only anapana, and the only thing you have to do, all it is, is watching the breath as it comes in and out through your nose. So like all concentration techniques or meditation entrance techniques, we might call them, they're a small component of your subjective experience created as a point of reference for everything else. And what will happen is you'll try to focus on your breath, you'll watch, watch your nose, you'll sense it, and then your thoughts will wander off and you'll go and be distracted by what you're thinking or what you're feeling. And then, of course, you bring yourself back again and you concentrate. And this back and forth builds up your concentration. And the teacher of a Vipassana course will even point out things about how you lose your concentration or how there's a certain amount of frustration and there's these all sorts of traps and ins and outs and tangles which students get it, can get into when they're trying to learn this. But in essence, it's a simple point of reference and it creates this thing to contrast everything else in your personal experience against. So normally our personal experience is all different things and it's this collage of merging phenomena and with Anapana, we say, okay, let's just create one thing. And then each time something comes up or something happens or something occurs, it's going to be contrasted to that one thing because I'm always putting myself back to it. I'm always drawing my attention back to it. And there's a really big stress, and this is important. There's a really big emphasis on the dedication or the seriousness of how a student works. For Anapana to work properly, you have to be sincere. You have to work diligently, ardently, and persistently, as the teacher might say. I learned Vipassana from the SN Goenka school, and he uses these words of persistently, patiently but persistently, and to work arduously. And there's a lot of wisdom in that. There's a lot of truth in that because you really have to conform to something for it to work. So some of the things that it will contrast against will be 
things like thought patterns or memories or emotions or sensations in the body and then also certain moods and certain changes in your biology, things like you might get hungry or you might need to go to the bathroom or you might feel cold or hot or these sorts of things. And because throughout the whole day, consistently, you're saying, watch the breath, watch the breath, come back to the breath, when you have things repeat, you can contrast them to this prime directive of watching the breath. And if you're really clear and you're really strong with creating this point of reference, you can open up some very deep things because the contrast is as obvious as your strength in the technique. The more strong you are with this point, this dot of anapana, which is this sensation in the nose of the the air going in and out your nose, your breathing, then that point becomes, it brings more clarity. Another way of thinking about it is that it's a, it's a detail, it's a sharpness. You're trying to sharpen your awareness by narrowing it down, which means these things like feelings or emotions become more clear and more real. And it's not always necessarily the case that it is pleasant. You might have things come up which are difficult for you or like regret or these cringes or these problems that you have or these dark emotions that you might not even know where they're coming from. So anapana does go deep. Another thing that will happen if you're being taught anapana by a vipassana meditation facilitator is that at a certain point, not at first, but at a certain point, they will start to tell you some of the textbook observations that can occur. Now, some of those are, for example, that the air at different points in the day goes out of different nostrils. So at some points of the day or times of the meditation, you've got it coming out your left nostril, at other times your right nostril, and sometimes both. And that's just something to be aware of. Another one might be that there's a difference in the temperature of the air when it goes out as to when it goes in. So you can sensitize yourself to the change in temperature of air going in and out. And that's a certain point that you reach once you're practicing this technique. It's a textbook sort of stock standard point. Another one is that you can feel, if you're sitting in a certain position, you can feel the air on your hands. You can feel air coming out both on your lips and your chin and even on your hands and your arms, depending on what you're wearing and what your clothing and your seating position is like. But you can f- learn to sensitize yourself to soft breathing and having the air onto your hands. So that's just a few of them. And the teacher will point more of these out. And he's, he will always say that it's, you're just there to observe. You're this, just there to note what's happening. There's no need to change anything. 
And there is even multiple ways to watch the breath. In this particular technique, he's saying, he or she, whoever the teacher is, the the anapana that I learned was for watching it in the entrance of the nose. But there are other traditions where they have it in different parts of the body, like the rising of the belly. You can watch how your belly goes up and down, or your chest, or you can feel your airwaves, your throat. So there's a few different places where air makes contact with your body and different techniques or different approaches to anapana put that point of where you want to focus on in different places. And if you look into it, the the deeper thing of anapana, the step beyond all that is the moment where you're finding things for yourself which are not the textbook answer. It's when you're finding things that you can't put into words. Once you get onto that trip and you're digging deeper than just the standard classroom instructions, then you give rise to what the Buddhists call insight mind. Now, this insight mind is when you're finding things for yourself and you're finding your own words for them and you're describing them in your own way. And it's this personal thing which is new. And I can't give examples of this because, of course, it's personal. The things that I share are in my words, and they're the things that I've discovered for myself. Take, for example, finding the point in which air affects the heart and your breathing affects the heart. That's a deep place to find, and that's a sensitive area to be in and it's very hard to describe that and put it into words now i can tell you that your breathing affects your heart and you can say well yes i know that logically but to experience that and to find that sensitivity is the depth of going further with anapana So anapana, this term I used before, which was entrance meditation, this this term of entrance meditation, it's a thing that prepares you for another component of a meditative practice. So anapana is meant to hone your concentration. If you can't do anapana, you're not going to have enough concentration to do vipassana. Now, that being said, Anapana in and of itself is deep enough to be a standalone meditation. You only you can you can go as deep and as far with any meditation as just with anapana without adding the the body scan or the other components of strong determined sitting or any of that. So I guess the string of stringing together multiple techniques to form a a larger technique is a theme that comes up again and again in many forms of meditation. But in Vipassana, in a a meditation course, Anapana is considered an entrance meditation. So 
So the other thing I wanted to talk about today was the pranayana pan or pranayana. Pranayama pranayama breathing is a very ancient technique and there's also a lot of variations on it. And really, it's up to you to experiment with different forms of it because it's only through the nose and you've got, here are your variables. You've got in and out and you've got left nose and right nose. So you can do, the, the stock standard one is you use your finger to cover one nostril and then you breathe in and out. So say the left nostril. You breathe in and then out and then you quickly change to the other side and then you breathe in and out of the right nostril. And you do that eight times is standard. Six or eight times. There's different versions of it. But you want to do it a couple of times in a row. And then you have a rest. You stop. And then you do another set. So you have these sets where it's the technique and then a moments a few moments of normal breathing you revert back to normal breathing and then you do these repeated sets now some people between sets they have a hold and some people put the hold of the in breath between the change between each nostril so there's a lot of different versions of pranayana pan so experiment with that and test that out and there are a few other things like if you're if you're a woman and you're having your time of the month, it's suggested that you don't use this technique. If you're pregnant, then it's suggested that you don't use this technique. If you have uh, certain conditions with digestion, then this technique can help with that. And also the skin tension and how you feel within your skin can change if you do this technique on a regular basis. And when I was doing this technique, we actually combined it. I, I learned this in a group in uh, in Sydney, Australia. It was just a small group. And we did it by, we, we had a, 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 another component, which was at the start of this, which was a out-breath, a short out-breath for certain amounts of sets. So what you would have, out the nose, that is. So what you would have is, this click sound, a click track, which would beep 20 times at a fast tempo, and we would follow along breathing out the nose at that tempo. And that was also in sets. So you would do 20 times breathing out the nostril, and then a few minutes of just normal breathing, or say 30 seconds of normal breathing, and then repeat it again. And then we would go into the pranayana pan. And that as a sequence, as a breathing sequence, would really open things up. It would change. Well, I don't want to say too much about what the effect is. And really, this goes more broadly for all breathing techniques and even for meditation techniques in general. There's a... It's not my job to sell you on why it's important or why it's good for you. And it's also not my job to tell you what the effect is because with meditation, it's this 
curious thing of here are the instructions and it's up to you to find what's important about it and what's good for it. So that applies here with these breathing techniques. How you feel will change. Your digestion with pranayanapan will change. Your, how, how you excrete weight, how you go to the bathroom, how you do your poopies, that will also change. So look out for that and your moods can change, your senses of emotions can change and your sense of energy can change depending on how much you're doing. Now, if you want to do pranayanapan, the, my best advice for you is to follow, have a track or a, a guided form for it so that there's someone counting you through or there's a click track or there's someone speaking it through for you. I have mentioned that I will one day make these for the listeners here as a part of this conversation, but who knows what the future holds. There's plenty out there that you can experiment with and find for yourself though. So if you're doing that, follow a track. And if you're doing anapana, anapana is best done as a as an intensive. So it's best done as I'm only going to do this and I'm going to do it for a really long time, con- consistently, nonstop, for at least a couple of days or a week or even more. So anapana is best done as a part of a vipassana course or as a solo retreat where you say, I'm only doing anapana. Anapana is not as effective if, if say, you're doing a routine and you're doing a few different meditations throughout the day, then, then anapana, you might be better off choosing a different concentration technique. But really, it's up to you to experiment and see what works. This is just my general advice. All advice given without warranty. Take caution with these techniques. I will also say something about when, when I say take caution with these and use at your own risk, I will take this as an opportunity to say that there's a lesson to be learned about how effective and how dramatic a technique is. Now, there's a difference there which you need to understand. If you've never done any any meditative practices or breathing techniques ever before and you come to try some of these, there's two traps, there's two sort of broad occurrences. One is you won't have enough awareness for it to do anything for you to even see the difference that it makes and you'll say it doesn't do anything, it doesn't work, it's not for me. The other thing is that if you if you do have a little bit of sensitivity and you do have a little bit of awareness to see what's happening is that the technique will be really dramatic. It will change a lot for you. It will really open something up. It's almost like a breakthrough. So these simple techniques can have these big breakthroughs. Now, this sort of dramatic breakthrough, that's a dramatic effect. Then you also have this effective effect. Now, if you're doing lots of meditation and you're an experienced meditator and you've already experimented around with multiple breathing techniques and awareness techniques and then you come to one of these techniques, then it won't be as dramatic 
but you'll be more sensitive to how it's changing you. It'll also have this thing of, well, less dramatic, but more more awareness, and then also less dramatic, but more effective. Because when you have something that's dramatic, it it changes suddenly, but you revert back into your old ways. When you have something effective, it changes you seemingly not as much, and it's more solid, but it, it stays with you longer. So there's an exponentiality to learning meditation techniques and breathing techniques. An experienced meditator can pick up a brand new breathing technique and it does a lot for them and somehow it doesn't change too much in them. So it's a bit tricky to explain and to feel the difference between a solid growth and a and a sudden growth. And really these sort of these these fine hairs that I'm splitting and these distinctions this this whole thing is an example of things you need to find for yourself. The words that I'm using to distinguish between dramatic and effective or sudden and solid you can use these words as a as a map as a way of going into it and and looking around for it for yourself but find your own words for it and find your own experience of it and really the only way to do that is to go ahead and try these techniques so put one finger on your nostril left nostril breathe in breathe out Change nostrils, breathe in, breathe out. Change nostrils, breathe in, breathe out. Change nostrils, breathe in, breathe out. Take a few moments to return to normal breathing and just sit quietly and just watch where your breathing is and we'll do another set in a moment. Just be quiet and sit. Now place one finger on your nostril. Breathe in, breathe out the other nostril. Change nostrils, breathe in, breathe out. 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 Change nostrils, breathe in, breathe out, and now return to normal breathing. Just let go and let your lungs move how they want to. Let the airwaves happen how they want to. Sit quietly and take a few moments to watch what's happening, watch your thoughts, watch your feelings. And... Let's sit for a few minutes and we'll do one more set before we finish. And ready? Here we go. Place one finger on your nostril. Breathe in. Breathe out the other nostril. Change nostrils. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change nostrils. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change nostrils. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change nostrils. Breathe in, 
Breathe out. Change nostrils. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change nostrils. Breathe in. Breathe out. Change nostrils. And return to normal breathing. Just take a few minutes to be quiet. So that's pranayama breathing. And have an experiment around with the anapana breathing. And if you can do a 10-day Vipassana course retreat, I highly recommend it. I've had a number of episodes where we've talked about that. So you can listen to those if you want to know more detail about the insights that I've got from that. And I'll leave you with a few minutes of silence. And that's all I have to say for now.